everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling episode 166 from April the 1st, 1995. And this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today it's myself and Doc. No Hopper. Same thing we said last week. We got a little bit of a situation going on with our normal recording schedule, so Hopper could not join us. Doc, how are you in our back-to-back week here? I'm old reliable, though, man. I'm always in the booth. I'm here for you people. Remember that when you hate me so much. I'm the one that shows up. Harper, Harper, y'all love Harper, but where is he? (laughs) He either can't make it or is not on time. He's off watching the Golden Girls while we're here putting in work. I'm just saying, you know, because I always try to set him up and be like, you off banging some bitches? Nah. Well, Well, where are you at and what are you doing, pal? (laughs) Nothing. Right. He just, he just, he's like a, I don't know how to explain it, man. He's just late on purpose. (laughs) I think he knows, I do think it's a rib now. He thinks, he knows that it bothers us and he does it on purpose. You got to stop no selling it. I mean, you got to start no selling it because then he he will he won't it'll just be what it is. Or maybe he could stop being a child and just show the fuck up. How about that? That drives you up a wall. You or I are are are, are very timely, and we'll leave it at that. As we, talk I'm a, about we're punctual thing. motherfuckers. That's why we are. Truth. We are. Uh, all right. So we are at ta- this is taping number three from Council Virginia, drawing 425 people. If you believe the internet, uh, shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for all of their patronage and uh, generous patronage support each and every month. If you're not a patron, remember become one at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. Get over 200 plus Patreon exclusive episodes uh, on our Patreon feed. Doc, we. Start this show off. We got Les Thatcher and Jim Ross. We're going to get Bobby Blaze on the personality profile this week with Les. And that, then... that, that should be quick. <laughs> and then we get Killer Kyle, who defends his Beat the Champ TV title. Uh, and then we go straight to the ring. We got Killer Kyle versus Kenny Arden. Uh, this guy, Kenny Arden, his ring gear is very interesting, Doc. Uh, thoughts? That's a. That gear's a problem, and I could just hear Harper going, cutting a promo on it, too. I don't like that at all. Do you want to explain I, it? He's got like a, like a, God, I, I just looked at it again, and I got. It's, just, they they call that the, um, he's got a deep scoop singlet, but. And I, I, it's hard to tell. Is that like a polka dot pattern, kind of, or, or there's some kind of that's not polka dots. There's some kind of design on that pattern, but you can't really tell because it's not the, the you know the footage is not HD, so it's hard to really tell from far away. One leg is the same color as the singlet, and then the other leg is like, kind of like a pinkish type color, or 
It's horrific. And he's, then he's got a mullet and a beard. It's a train wreck because it's the first thing you notice with him. Yeah, it's bad. It's not a good look. And he's a big dude, too, so he's stretching out that that fabric. The fat bastard with no tone. Let's just wow, what it is. I mean, he okay, is. I, th- I think you're being a little. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not personal. Jesus Christ. Not being personal here, but anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah. Any thoughts on anything else as Kyle retains his Smoky Mountain Wrestling Beat the Champ TV title? I don't like this arena at all. We're This is our third week here, but I don't like being able to see center court where D'Lo is standing right there. They need something down on the ground. I don't know. It's just the lighting in there is weird. That back white wall. I don't like this place. I hope it gets hit by a hurricane. You hope um, it gets hit by a hurricane, like you hope the cow, like you wanted the Cowboys to finish what Katrina started, and it didn't happen. Something like that. All right, all right. I started the Patreon video late, so you you probably missed if you're only watching the video version. Doc and I talking about uh, Kenny Arden's uh, ridiculous gear that he has on with that crazy pattern, but Arden gets buried under the gangsta flag, and that's that from the first match on the show. Well, I, w- I want to bring something up here because they just buried. Kenny Arden in that flag, but in the open, mm-hmm. they showed the the crowd, and you don't have to go back. But there was somebody there with their rebel flag, and it didn't look like a Tracy gimmick. It looked like something that was maybe brought from home. And then I want to talk about something else that happens later in the in the show. So just I'm saying all this so that you're we can refer back to it later. Okay, okay. So remember that there's a rebel flag person in the audience. There's a couple other fat people who look like they are uh, have severe diabetic issues <laughs> and well, are you one know, step I, away from I, a heart attack. I, you know, hey, I, I washed down that citrochrome with with my mount, morning Mountain Dew, and I I was waiting. I thought I'd lose weight, and so then I went down to the chicken place and I got me a fifteen piece chicken, and and I'm trying to be good. You know so the got, worst part. So I got about I got a diet coke, and then I got a salad, and I got some ranch dressing on it. And I just don't know why I can't lose weight. I mean, I get 178 steps a day. Jesus, 178 a day. I Nicole, Nicole, at night. My niece Nicole got me one of those those Fit Bites, and I, I'm counting my steps, and and I just I don't understand why I can't lose weight. I'm doing all the right things. Those diet pills that are not pharmaceutical grade, like you know, it's one thing to take that Adipex, like that's that's a that's actually works. I mean, it suppresses your appetite, but those that's not over the counter. It's got to be. Let me let me shoot. Here. Let me shoot. You know what? I'm 45 <laughs> years old. I have lost 15 pounds this summer. And you know how I did it? I got on myself. I got on the treadmill. I'm doing a public service announcement. <laughs> Five days a week on the treadmill, nothing crazy, 25 to 30 minutes. I I reduced the amount of food I put in my mouth. I quit drinking beer for that period for the most part. And guess what happened? A bunch of weight fell off. So if you eat less, eat a little bit better, and work out a bunch, 
you're probably going to be all right unless unless and I know there's some people out there that have some some challenges and I'm not I'm you know I'm lucky there but I think a lot a lot of our our fat folks just pass that off you got to work hard it ain't good them pounds ain't no pills just going to make them melt away you got to do something okay are you finished I'm like DD. I'm like the DDP of our show. I'm trying to be a, 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 a inspirational speaker so that these people will get off the diabetes track. And I mean, I don't want our patrons to die. That's our revenue stream. I want them all to live. He cares so much about you. Trust me. Uh, let's go to Boo Bradley bruh, after. Bruh, let's shoot. Let's shoot. Then who cares? Who cares more about the patrons or, or the army? You or me? I don't think. Neither one of I mean, we think we both do. Oh, okay. I think we both care about. I mean, if we're being real, I mean, we Man, both care these about people, our listeners. But these people don't get these people don't get to hear all the names that you call them like I do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, <laughs> you're not half as bad as Harper. Harper hates all these people, and they love him so much. It's we great. Need, we need to address that in a patron <laughs> show. <laughs> we're gonna. We are going to talk about that after we're done with this episode. We got to do Flair for the Goal, and we also have to do. We have to have a discussion about Ask Harper and how that went without Harper okay. on the line, because okay. the people need to understand why that hasn't happened at this stage. Would you agree? Okay, so yeah, so Boo, Boo Bradley. Let's go to Boo Bradley now. Here he is. All right, folks, we're back here with our good friend Boo Bradley, and uh, Boo, glad to have you back with us this week, and. I'm glad that you're uh, in a little bit better shape than the last time we saw you. Yeah, uh, I kind of got a little hurt last time, but I just want when I was when I was a little kid and growing up yeah. in Asbury Park, I didn't I didn't have much family, but there under the boardwalk where I used to stay sometimes in the summer, there was this old guy, and he was a wino, but his name was Ralph, and he was pretty smart for being a wino guy. Ralph the wino. <laughs> Ralph the wino, you know, and he used to tell me that, you know, people. You know, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, or purple, or green, or if you're big or small, as long as people treat you good. That's true. But that last last time I was out here, the gangsters and that killer cow guy, you know, they're not nice people. No, they're not. And, and it doesn't have anything to do with them being white or black, but for what they did to me and what they did to my friends, you know, I mean, you can't do that to people. That's not right. But I tell you something, Kyle... I don't know who you think you are doing that to me, but I'll tell you, when I ram your head into a post, when I drop you on a floor, it's not going to be pretty, because I know how to take care of myself. And for me and all my friends out there, I'm going to take care of Killer Kyle. All right, boo, good luck, and good luck Friday night in Pikeville. Good to see you. Are you, are you, are you, uh, are you eating those peas? Yeah, just, shh, don't tell it all. Shh. All right. Okay. Good luck to you. Friday night, uh, Boo Bradley will be in Pikeville, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take you back to last week. Boo is a mess, Doc. What do you have? Man, I popped when JR asked him if he was eating his peas. I thought that was code word for eating some rat ass. <sighs> he talks about some old guy named Ralph the Wino. Yep. Boo is such He's, a mess. But he popped. So he says he said it doesn't matter if you're black or not. Is that true, Mike? Well, he said white, black, purple. And that actually popped me, not because of what he said, but it was because... Because some of... black people are called purple? No. Remember about a month or so ago when Harper said he hates when people say that? No. Do you remember that on the NWA show? Harper, Harper's, had, 
Harper's had a lot of pent-up frustration lately. <laughs> I, I think he really needs to. I mean, we need to find us a, a BTG rat to go down to Metairie and drain his hose. Yeah, it's like he's not getting enough or something because he's pent his level of pent up frustration. He needs anger it, management. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm kind of worried about him. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on Boo Bradley though? Uh, no, I'm good. We got a replay of last week with Unibom and Kane defeating Wolfman and Larry Santo, but when Morton and Gibson interfere at the end, we talked about it there in great detail. Uh, we then get a promo from from the Rock and Roll Express. Gibson mumbles something about Snow having a glass jaw, and he wonders if Unibomb has one too. Morton then promotes the singles match he will have coming up with Unibomb. That's a coal miner's glove match. And then Morton hits his famous line, we're here to stay, not here to play. I literally don't have anything else from it, Doc, so I kind of left it at that. My only question here is, and I finally figured it out for after years and years and years of doing this, why does Gibson always sound like he's blown up while he's talking? It's just how he talks. I mean, I've been around him. He talks like that just on a regular. It's okay. just the way his vocal cords work, I guess. I, I, there's no explanation. It's genetics. It's just how he when you talks. Were riding, were, were, when you were riding in that van with him, were you like, dude, will you talk, will you talk right? Come on. No. Hey, look, I'm, I'm over here, Gibson. Come on. <laughs> Look at me when I'm talking to you, boy. You know, I never. I, I de- I'm gonna say it. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. So imagine how imagine how Gibson talks right now. Yeah. You know how it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of slow and southern, but rushed at the same time, and it's under his breath. And it's just a complete mess all the way around. He said one day in a minivan, when, when I was in a minivan with him for like 17 hours, he asked me to keep it to keep it safe. This isn't this isn't the actual story, but this is close to it. He said he once asked a black wrestler why they have pubic hair on their head. I think that's a very fair question. Why do you have pubic hair on your head? I said, what? <laughs> a very famous black wrestler, he asked this to. He, so it was a rib. So, so junkyard dog. It was a rib. No, you're close, though. It was a rib. and So I, how and did I, Hacksaw Butch Reed take it? And I looked at him like, you did not say that. <laughs> he was like, hey, hey, hey. I can't do hey. his voice. <laughs> Ah, it was funny. I was like, damn, that's messed up, man. You, you really say that to someone? He did. But, you know, it's a re- look, guys, it's a wrestling business. I, the amount of jokes and stuff that's said is, that's there mild. No, there, back in those days, there was no HR department to go to. Well, and, that, and honestly, that was mild. I mean, that's all the guys did was rib each other and talk about each other back then. Like, if you're going to be real. All right. Let's go to Dirty White Boy. He's promoting the chain match he's going to have with Budro. Uh, here it is. Mountain Wrestling, the Dirty White Boy has joined us. And, of course, Friday night, Pikeville. As we said during a commercial break, you're going to find out what you're made of on Friday night in Pikeville. It's getting a lot closer, Nature Boy, Buddy Landale. Chain match. You take a good look at this log chain. 
What I plan on doing, you have come out here week after week after week, bad mouthing my family. Well, it's all coming to a screeching halt. Because for every time you have bad mouthed my family, I'm going to wrap this log chain just like this. And I plan on taking my time and getting that big ugly head and peeling it back and then busting you right between the chops. And just so that it's all going to be fair, let me let you in on the rules. You got to touch all four corners. If you touch three corners and you're going for that fourth one and I throw an offensive blow, which means if I hit you, you got to start all over again. Are you man enough to do it? I don't think so. What? What do you want? This is the best part of it right here. Come on in here a little bit. As you know, I haven't won any matches in Smoky Mountain Wrestling yet. And I was wondering if you would take me under your wing and sort of train me a little bit so I could possibly uh, win a match here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Well, man, I'll be honest with you, buddy. Uh, right now, I just don't have the time to train anybody because I'm getting ready for the bluegrass brawl. I got the nature boy, Buddy Landell, in a chain match. And just to be honest, I'm, I'm sorry as I can be, but I just don't have the time. Uh, I understand. Thank you for your time. All right, Wolf, man. Good seeing you again, pal. Good luck to you. <laughs> Heck no. I sure didn't. Well, Bluegrass Brown Nation Boy, you get ready, because I'm ready for the chain match. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday night. It is in Pikeville, Kentucky. Here's more about it. I, I don't even know. I'm not even focusing on Dirty White Boy here. It, it, uh. When JR says to the Wolfman, all right, Wolfman, good to see you there, pal. I, I came unglued. I don't know what else. I don't even know what else was talked about. But when I was watching and heard that, that's what popped me. <laughs> that was awesome. Here's my thing. If he's the <laughs> if he's the wolf man wearing a pelt, why is he so respectful when he's asking for help? Shouldn't shouldn't he be kind of crazy and like wild and shit? And he's like, oh, oh well, thank you very much for your time. Excuse me. He's excuse the me, Mr. wolf Ross. man. The Wolfman is some stupid shit. It's 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 mummy level stupidity, if you ask me. But hey, he was Budro's lackey and probably got Budro to sticky icky and he eight balls. So what are we gonna do? You know? I, I just what a mess. <laughs> it's Southern wrestling at its finest, man. If you think about it. <laughs> remember that. But the one thing I do want to tell you is remember that that chain match that Tracy and DWB had. That was great. Oh, the, the first, the first one, the first couple, bluegrass couple brawl. of years ago, it was the first bluegrass brawl. That was the same one with the stud stable, um, and Arn and the rock and roll and, and, um, uh, heavenly bodies. That, that, that shit was fantastic, man. Just yeah. Cornette tell Cornette, if you listen to Cornette say it, he, he thinks it was one of, it was one of their best cards. It was their biggest cards at that point. So. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts on the Wolfman there? All right, Wolfman. Good to see you there, pal. I, if I remember this correctly, and it has been a while since I've seen this, he's going to start asking more people for help. <laughs> I'll hold your horses. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tommy Noe throws us to Budro versus Bobby Blaze from March Madness that they had built up a couple weeks back. Um, we joined the match well into it. It's well into progress. Budro puts Bobby in the figure four. After a minute or so with Bobby in the figure four, Dirty White Boy comes out to the ring, and he drops an elbow 
on Bobby, which DQs Buddy. Um, now, Buddy, the point of note here is Buddy had his Mercedes on the line. So because of the DQ that Dirty White Boy caused, Bobby not only retains the title, but he somehow wins Budro's Mercedes, which I thought was gold. We saw this actually before, a long time ago. Jimmy um, Horner. Right, with Horner in the thing with, uh, he Candido. Did with Candido. Candido. Yep. So that's a callback to that move when um, when we saw that. But, yeah, uh, Budro now has, it's key to point out, he has, I'm sorry, Bobby now has Budro's Rolex, Mercedes, and he holds the Smoky Mountain title. So there you go. With, uh, might, as with well just, might as well just roll over and bang his wife like Jimmy Garvin did to Kevin Sullivan's wife now. What are you, 12? Come on, man. Well, if we're taking things away, there's nothing left to take away except some ass. Well, that you have a point there. All right. Any other thoughts on how that all went down right there? Uh, it's a clever finish. I like it. I agree. Look I at mean, that Noe there. Oh, he's so happy. He's like, man. So I'm in. Sp- he's like, I'm in Smoky Mountain. Next stop, WWE. Look at. It's amazing when life gets away from you, though, isn't it? Oh, you're so dirty. Tommy, we love you. He's just messing with you. When he messes with you, that means he loves you. Doc, look at the pin in the mic on top of it, taped to it. Yep. <laughs> that yeah. boy Smokey Mountain spared no expenses. Uh, per Cornette, um, that's what it was. It was a pin with a mic on it. Why it couldn't Rick mic. Rubin help him with that when he was still well, involved? We told you, Cornette said what happened. What happened was they needed a mic for his camcorder. Like in a spur of the moment, like they needed it that day. So he goes to this audio shop and is like, Hey, I need a mic. And the guy's like, Well, all we have is this. And he's like, Shit, just give it to me. I'll make it work. And so it wasn't that when they bought it, they didn't have the money to get it. It was that particular day that they needed it. He went and bought it and was like, Well, hell with it. I'll make it work. And then they just never got him. They never got him. Uh, can you imagine the Morristown? radio shack where it's just like got shit that's 15 years old and just doesn't have any any technology worth of shit you're just walking there and it's a time capsule yeah and they be they buy this lapel mic that's probably 10 years old right and they use it on one of the greatest uh territory wrestling shows ever in my opinion yeah yeah great stuff so but i wanted to point that out uh, Tommy throws us to a replay of last week when Bobby won Budro's Rolex when he pinned him, setting up a rematch at Bluegrass Brawl where Bobby battles Budro for the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight title. Um, they'll also wrestle, Bobby and Budro will wrestle again uh, the next night at Fright Night. So there you have it. We'll talk more about that as we get into this thing. But anyway, so then Tommy throws us to a match uh, with Dirty White Boy versus Budro in the cage. Now, the coop. we only see the, let me go to it. We only see the very end of the match. So we don't get to see a lot from us, but we're in Johnson City. We're in the cage, the the, the chicken coop, as Doc called it. This is being filmed, obviously, with um, Tommy Noe's camcorder. Shenanigans at the end. Dirty White Boy pins Budro. Um, Buddy is on a roll, though, with losses lately. Isn't he, Doc? I mean, he's losing all the time. I had to know, when does Buddy when does Buddy win? But Buddy's great at losing all the time and keeping his heat. That's a pro. That's a pro. 
And I may have made a mistake. I may have said may have said Bobby and Buddy in the cage. It's actually Dirty White Boy and Buddy. So my apologies. No, you you said it right. Okay, so Buddy, uh, Buddy loses, and he's on a roll. Um, then there's a police officer that comes in, and Buddy. Kim starts... Cantrell. No, that's not Kim Cantrell. Kim Cantrell is the volunteer fire department. That's not Kim Cantrell who you're looking at right there. Kim, uh, some Kim. Is his name? I can't remember now. Okay, that's, so, I looked it. I looked it up. Yeah, we're and we're gonna get to that because he's gonna he's gonna cut a promo actually in a. He's he's gonna get some promo time. This police officer at some point. Um, anyway, so Doc, any thoughts on what goes down here with the cop and Buddy? Now this cop is supposed to be Buddy's friend. He punches Buddy, and then Buddy's rolled up by Dirty White Boy, and Dirty White Boy wins. I just didn't understand why a cop would hop in the ring in the first place. I can't answer that either. Because my whole thing is we've watched people get hung and we don't get involved. But this is the miscarriage of injustice that's going to get us involved. Whatever. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll go with it. Yeah, that that one was weird. Now, there were supposed to be longtime friends. Who? This cop cop and Budro. In real life? No, no, like storyline wise, they, they were supposed to be friends. Oh, supposed to be his friend, but I don't oh. know. Let's listen to the promo of the cop cuts. Here it is. Dale, you've been telling people how we've been friends for a long time, and we've been up and down a lot of roads together. First time you put your hands on me, I decided to forget about that because we have been good friends for a long time. The second time, I decided to handle it like a man and not like a police officer. Well, Buddy Landale, now I'm assigned a special referee in your match with the Dirty White Boy. I can promise you one thing, Buddy. You put your hands on me again, and I'm going to use this cellular phone to dial up 911 and have them come and scrape your butt off the canvas. You heard it from Kim Birchfield. If Buddy Landale breaks the rules, he's going to jail in Johnson City. Yes, he's going to the lockup. But Buddy Landell will have a chore to make it to Johnson City because at the Bluegrass Brawl, he faces the Dirty White Boy in the dreaded Tennessee Chain Match. That's all coming up next weekend. Can't wait for it to happen. Now, let's hear more about the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Hotline. Okay. That cop cut a better promo than some of the people that we've watched on this show before. Yeah, he did. What did you think about that 1995 cell phone he held up? Bruh. Hey, you know what? I can't make fun of that guy. Because he was holding a cell phone in his hands about five years before I ever did. Uh, there's some gold there. There's there's some truth to that. But, now. <laughs> but 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 you know how much I hate the phone to begin with. So until they put some computer stuff in that shit, it was just a phone, and I wasn't really interested. Yeah, I I, I agree. Any other thoughts on Ken Birchfield there uh, saying um cutting his man pain? how. How great is it that Buddy has cop friends with as dirty and illicit as Buddy's been over his life? Well, when you're snorting Peruvian shit as you make your way through the territory of Colombia, you better have some. You better have. You better have some lifelines out in the law enforcement world, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you got your right? buddy called him. Hey, Kim. Uh, yeah, I just got pulled over again, and uh, I'm holding, man. All hey, right, Ken, buddy. I'm sitting here in the jail in um, such and such a town, man. Can you help me out? Buddy, what'd they catch you with? 
Man, I just had a half a eight ball on me and a and a roach in the trunk. You know, I mean, it wasn't too much. You think you can hook a brother up on this one? I'm sitting in here with the wolf man. I don't give a flying fuck what you do with him, but can you come get me out? It, it, it's always what they always say. I swear, Kim, this will be the last time. <laughs> I pro, I pro, I promise. Man, if you again, can, brother. If you can just help me out of this one, I'm gonna get clean. I got, I got a I, my my girlfriend uh, has a brochure she brought home the other day, and uh, I'm gonna make sure I give them a call because I just, I, I, I know, man, I can't, I just can't keep screwing up like this. I promise, Ken. It, this is the last time. I ain't. It'll never happen again. I. But look, can you just yeah come up here and get me out, please? bro that's some real life theater right there yeah man that's how it really went down bro you know it okay so doc we jr throws it to the very end of the knoxville match with the gangsta smother and bullet bob where bullet bob is pinned by new jack and they also bury smothers under the flag and then we go to the famous graveyard promo with the gangsters Corny has talked about this a number of times on his shows. I mean, he's probably talked about it 10 times. But if you want to hear more about this, I'm serious. Go to his YouTube channel and just search Cornette on the Gangsta's Graveyard scene or something like that. And he's, he's done a whole segment on it. But anyway, let's uh, let's listen to the Gangsta's now as they try to seem brave as they cut a promo from the cemetery. Now, look. Now, look. We're going go we to go in the cemetery, all right? We're going to go ahead. We're going to show these people that we're not scared of Undertaker. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go now. I mean, all we got to do is just go in here. We're going to walk around a little bit and get used to this graveyard. So we're going we, we to show everybody what's going on. And the gangs ain't scared of nothing. You know what I'm saying? And Dilo, you ain't scared, are you? No. Kyle, you scared? No, I'm, I'm with you. All right, then. Stop you with me, right? You ain't scared? I ain't going in there, man. Come on, Stopper, man. All we got to do is just walk in the damn cemetery. Come on. As you can see, we out in the cemetery and uh, we. Hey, 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 don't We trying to prepare for. What? It's bad luck. Don't step on the grave, man. It's man, look, wait, hold on. We trying to prepare for this match we got coming up with The Undertaker, Tracy Smothers, and the Armstrong, and Cornette, and whoever else. Now, I understand that Paul, Paul Bear, and The Undertaker, this is something like they might be used to, but. uh. The gangsters ain't used to this, but I'm trying to show everybody that we ain't scared to come in no graveyard. So we might have to dig up a couple of folks just to show you that we ain't really all that scared. And if I seem kind of nervous, I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, just want to make sure that everything all right out here. All right, Undertaker, Paul Bear, Cornette. This is about as low as you can get. Speaking of low, we probably stand on a grade that's about six or seven foot deep, but this is about as low as you can get. Now I'm going to show you that the gangsters ain't scared. I'm going to show you that we're going to stoop to your kind of match. You understand? You wanted the gangsters, now you got the gangsters. And I don't like being out here. I'm going to be honest. I really don't. But we're going to come and we're going to try to get rid of Undertaker, Paul Bearer, Cornette, and Tracy. You know what I mean? And I hope for the sake of everybody, this is the last time I have to walk through a graveyard. I don't like being out here. And I might hey, not what was that? I heard something, man. What? Over you there. ain't heard nothing. Dino, shut up. Man. No, you did. You ain't heard nothing. I told you I heard something. What? Mm. 
<laughs> oh, you got, you're gonna have to cut that out, dude. Uh, it it might not have picked it up, but uh, the gangsters they're trying to seem brave, but they start hearing some noises and they run off, and then a cat appears, which I think Cornette said that was his girlfriend's pet cat that came out right there. The Reaper is coming. Doc, thoughts on the graveyard scene with the the gangsters? The background. The background noises are too loud and stupid. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's all. You I like. I like. This. I like. I like Mustafa being scurry. I ain't going in there, man. I ain't going in there. What if? What if? Uh. I mean. Once again, I'm always thinking up new ways for New Jack to get even more heat. What if he took that shovel and stuck it in some ground and pulled up some some dirt on a grave? Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah, that would have been something. <laughs> I just, just thought this I mean, he's he's the guy that they can't get a re- these people can't understand cuz he's black, he don't give a shit. He, he don't play by the rules. I mean, he doesn't follow the conventions of society. The next thing you know, he's digging up a damn grave. He's trying to fuck our white women and dig up graves and dig oh up our ancestors. God. What the hell? We got to stop this. Beep. I, I'm surprised you didn't like that. I thought you'd like this. I like the concept of it. I didn't like the sound effects in the background. It was too loud in the mix, so it overshadowed what New Jack was saying, and you didn't need it. I got you. Okay. Fair enough. No, that's fair. I like the fact that they're out there trying to conquer their fears and and get good with this thing and figure out what to do and how they're going to handle The Undertaker. I like all that piece of it. I just didn't like the production values. Okay. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay. So... As you heard, they got scared. They ran off. A cat appears. If you're watching on Patreon at TinyWorld.com/PatreonBTT, and they freak out. They're freaking out because of all the noises. It, it was it was kind of corny on the level of I, I understand where you're coming from. And then a a graphic appears that says the Reaper is coming, re- referring to the Undertaker. Um, well, here here's the real thing. The difference is, and this is the one place where ECW would have been better than Smoky Mountain is they wouldn't have had those sound effects behind an ECW that had just been standing out there and instead of going to Blue Oyster Cult's Don't Fear the Reaper that at that point is 20 years old they would have had something like uh, from the Judgment Night soundtrack with like Booyah Tribe and shit behind it that would have been raw that's not true they used to always have that playing behind a lot of their promos the, the surf guitar whatever that shit was you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah I, but that that was oh jesus christ dude that was it's an old song from dick dale but it was in pulp fiction that had just come out so it was people frustrated. people <laughs> were, were tying well you're you like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it's an old song, but it had just been in a hip, cutting-edge new movie in the last two years. Okay, that I didn't know the name of it. I'm just saying, it, that they played that a lot behind their promos. Right. 
But it had cultural relevance that was in the in the time, for real. Okay. I, I, I you got probably, you. dude. I just what I get frustrated is is that it's that I've taken the time to understand a little bit of your people's culture. Oh and, bullshit! But you, but you take no time to understand. Yeah, yeah, our, yeah. Our sure, whatever you say, pal. Whatever you like, Jr. Told the wolf man. All right, pal. You uh. <laughs> Good to see you. you say, pal. Good to see you, pal. Let's keep moving. Paul Bear and The Undertaker cut another promo. It's very similar to the previous ones we've seen. They're coming, and we're on the heel. We're we're we're, we're knocking on the door. It's April first here. We got, you know, Bluegrass Brawl coming and Fright Night. So we are about a week away from both of those events that is going to take place. So there you have it. Um, kind of just getting another promo in before all that, and then Cornette. Uh, Cornette cuts a, a a promo. Did you have any thought? He called Mustafa Buckwheat Mustafa in Cornette's promo. Did, did did you catch that? Man, I completely missed that. I didn't have any notes from this either. Hold on one second. Let me. I, I, it's like at the very beginning of it. Let's let's see if I can get it. Into the bluegrass brawl, like I said, I'm going to be the only native Kentuckian involved in that match. But the Undertaker's coming. And the Reaper is coming to collect some souls. And I guarantee you this, gangsters, there's no way, no shape or form on the face of this earth. You're going to get a couple of guys like Bob Armstrong and Tracy Smothers to salute that stinking piece of toilet paper that you're carrying around. Now what you're going to have to do, peanuthead New Jack and pie-faced D'Lo Brown and Buckwheat Mustafa, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to stand in the middle of that ring in Pikeville and salute that rebel flag, brother. And now that crowd is very quiet, but did you hear them rise up when he said Buckwheat Mustafa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like that. They, 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 that, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Did you have anything else from it, Doc? No, sir. All right. So then we get, I don't want to call it a main event, but we get we get a very lengthy video package of our friend here i'll play the intro of it and i can't really play it because it's got music in the background back everyone jim ross les thatcher back with you when i think of bobby blaze the smoky mountain champion last i think of a young man that has a lot of guts and a lot to be thankful for and he's certainly a young man on a mission he's accomplished an awful lot in a short period of time jim let's take a look ladies and gentlemen at your smoky mountain heavyweight champion so we got a and i won't back down uh, by you Tom know who sing, you know who sings that right we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Tom Petty. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Uh, yeah, I know. It's a nice little catchy little tune to it, man. It's um. It's a great. It's a great song. And Tom and Petty was a, a fantastic legend who passed away much too early. Rest in peace, Tom Petty. And it fits Bobby. It, uh, it to me. It's um. It's perfect for for the intro music he needs. But so we get this video package. It's voiceover by Tommy Noe, where we learn all about Mr. Bobby Blaze Smedley. Uh, he was a basketball player and a high jumper. Holy shit, Bobby! Bobby played basketball and he was a freaking high jumper. That's wonderful. Uh, Doc, they show clips of Bobby from early Smoky Mountain from a few years ago. Uh, they show Bobby upsetting Dirty White Boy when he won the Smoky Mountain Wrestling TV title. They also have clips of Dirty White Boy talking about how tough of a competitor Bobby was. And, of course, we see the clip of Bobby pulling off the upset where Bobby won the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title unexpectedly. But, Doc, 
overall, I kind of encapsulated what goes on here. Bobby was a basketball player and a high jumper. What what are your thoughts, man? Uh, he's a good athlete, so I would, yeah. the the basketball didn't didn't surprise me. The high jumper did, just because most of our people don't get up in the air like that, and he's a big enough guy. Uh, they called him the upset kid. That's a good little moniker for him. Mm-hmm. I got what's the guy's name? The old ref right there on the screen back in the day. I think they called him Flash Flanagan. No. Yeah, they, Flash, they, they, Flash Flanagan comes I mean, not, in and wrestles in this promotion soon. No, Flash. Um, what did Dutch call him? It was Flash something. But I know. I, okay. Yeah, they, we see him that ref who's. Re- yeah. Left a handful of matches, but uh, yeah, that was great. That was great early on. We're seeing it here where Bobby pinned Dirty White Boy. That was good stuff. Yeah, man, this was good. But Bobby was a high jumper. Man, they must not have had great competition where he was a high jumper at, right? No, I'm just kidding, Bobby. You know, come we on, <laughs> we love you, Bobby. Any other thoughts on the video package, man? I thought, hey, this is the my opinion. These video packages help build stars. So we're joking and having fun because Bobby's a friend of ours and, and we know he's not going to be mad at us. But all in all, the part about this that I like the most is you got to have video packages like this. And they used to do this a lot more in territory wrestling. And the video package a lot of times made the star bigger than what he was. So it helped build him. And that's what I thought we got out of this. We got an unexpected heavyweight champion right now. And this helps build him and gives him some credibility. And they talk all about him. And Dirty White Boy, who's a, a legitimate competitor in this promotion, been a heavyweight champion in a promotion, he's putting Bobby over. And I think there's something to to this. You know, it, it lends credibility to who your champion is right now. Doc, any other thoughts on it, though? I agree. It's, it's a great tool to build interest. And we've Bobby is a... Uh, one of a long line of people that this promotion has done that with. I agree 100%. So after the video package for Bobby, we go to new Jack with the gangsters on the outside versus Tracy Smothers, who has Jim Cornette and boo Bradley on the outside. JR mentions that he's got a big weekend coming up with WrestleMania 11. Let me throw it to you to get your thoughts before I recap how this goes. So here's my question from earlier. Did they bring Boo out to make sure that nothing pops off here? To stand on that side between the crowd and the ring? I mean, there's no way of knowing, but I wouldn't put it past Corny. Just like, say, hey, something, something's here. already, something's already, like, just, I'm not saying there is or isn't. We'll never know for sure. But just the possibility that something's already happened and Corny went and got balls and said hey i want you to come out with me and stand just in case i need some we need to stop something here well explain what you mean again by when you say what happened earlier uh well early there was a rebel flag in the crowd so we know that that's not all that scandalous but then uh new jack said he's gonna make them all wave by have a flag in their home and salute it i just wonder if some of that got some tensions going and corny thought to best defuse it or not have it get out of hand, he's going to bring a wrestler out with him. Yeah, because it ain't like you got top flight security out there to, to right. uh, keep the uh, the mountain folks in check. Because um, the other thing these... about this is that made me think that 
is the crowd is super hot during this match. They're into this. And I'm not saying it's not good or bad. They're super into it. So being into it could mean that there's just, there's the greater possibility that somebody, you know, gets a little too carried away. I could, I can see that. I could, yeah. I mean, of course, Tracy's got his rubble trunks on. So, I mean, there's just, look, this is, this is a battle of, <laughs> this is a battle of uh, black versus white. Let's call it what it is. Uh, the rebel flag versus the gangsters flag. And um, yeah, there's a lot going on psychologically with these two guys wrestling in the teams along with uh, everything else that we have here and where we're at in the country. But uh, again, as we get into the match, JR mentions the big weekend with WrestleMania 11 coming up. The match is actually clean for 10 minutes or so until Tracy hits New Jack with the jaw jacker. It is at that point that the shenanigans begin on the outside and the inside where the ref gets distracted. The ref's back is turned, Mark Curtis that is, and Mustafa helps New Jack and New Jack pins Smothers. After the match... The gangsters bury Cornette this time under the X flag. So there's something to point out. They are basically, Doc, have they buried everyone at this point? Everybody's getting under that flag. Because Bullet's been under That's what's so great about it is New Jack keeps saying everybody's going to everybody's gonna salute this thing. No, I, I ain't doing that. Uh-uh. Nah, I ain't ever going to do that. But all of their heroes keep getting buried under it, so it makes it believable. Well, what I what I was gonna say was so like re- refresh my memory if I'm missing anything. So Cornette's been buried under it now. Tracy's been buried under it. Bullet Bob's been buried under it. They put Boo under it. I mean, I'm thinking any babyface even closely remotely involved in what's going on with these teams has been buried. Now Bobby Blaze hasn't. Dirty White Boy hasn't. But they're not. They're they're on another storyline altogether, another arc. But I think everybody everybody involved in this has been buried. So psychologically, the gangsters have gotten the heat that they need to get on the baby faces before Taker comes Undertaker comes in, right? Yeah, they've been set up as they're doing the best they can to set them up as credible competition for a WWE superstar and right. a legend. Okay, so like I said, after the match, the gangsters bury Cornette under the X flag, and then Boo Bradley is busted open. We don't get an ending promo this week. We're out of time as we go off air. So there, I guess you can call this going off hot before the big show as we talk about Bluegrass Brawl coming up in a week along with Fright Night. So I think that's a good way to send things off. But again, no promo at the end. So I guess I'll throw it to you, Doc. Do you have anything else before we get into the disability checks? Uh... No, I well, the one thing I was going to say is it's somewhat distracting and somewhat awesome to have that many people around the ring and just it makes it feel like, you know, it's a big deal. And the crowd was way into this. So that just, I like this. This was fun. Yeah, there was a lot going on. I mean, you got gangsters on the outside. Tracy's battling them as much as he's battling New Jack on the inside. Um, Boo Bradley and Cornette get involved at the end. I mean, you see the crowd here as we're watching it on the Patreon video at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. The, the kids are jumping up and down. The parents are jumping up and down. Everybody's into this thing. We just saw Boo hit, take the post. That's where he gets his juice from. 
I mean, there's, there's just a lot going on here, man. And the crowd is really into this as D'Lo, I'm sorry, Mustafa hits a power slam on Smothers. The ref turns around and that's when he's going to make the count where New Jack beats Tracy. So the, so the heels are getting their comeuppance throughout this whole thing, which again leads into, well, we got to see what happens at Fright Night and Bluegrass Brawl because the heels have done their job. They've buried everyone literally under the X flag by now. All right. Uh, let's rate this thing. Remember, uh, Doc, what are you giving this thing? We do our disability checks each and every every week. What are you giving it, Doc? I thought this was another good episode in a run of really good episodes. Uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, I'm still I'm still interested in the angles. There's still people doing good stuff. Uh, it kind of you know it's easy to get bored with with the same old same old, but the same old same old has been pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop back on this one just a little bit from last week, but not much, and say an eight, a straight up eight, eight point zero. Uh, I think if I were to rate it, I like the A through F scale, so this one gets a, a solid B plus. I think this was good. I don't think it was as good as last week to the point you made. So there we go. Government cheese award time. Hmm. I re- I want you to go first here. Man, this is tough. I, I'm I'm completely conflicted on who to give it to because I don't. This may be the first time I'm just. I don't know, man. I mean, it, look, I'm gonna give it to the gangsters. They bury Cornet under a flag. Not the more that I think about it. I wasn't decided coming into this, but I, I'm gonna give it to the gangsters for burying Corny. Who you okay. I'm going to give it to somebody that I haven't really put over in this episode, but I was kind of saving it for this. Oh, Boo's all busted open there. That's what I was saying. Uh, yeah, he was he was, he was was busted open pretty good. Um, I'm going to give the cheese to Tracy Smothers because I thought he worked his ass off getting the crowd into that main event and helping New Jack through a, you know, eight, ten minute match and he was really working hard out there and in in an episode where everything was good, but nobody stood out. Tracy stood out to me for his in-ring work. It was a good match between those two. And it was a lot of the the crowd was into it. And if anybody's, I mean, if they're having a good match at that point in new Jack's career, it's going to be Tracy running the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. Well, um, that's going to pretty much wrap things up for the actual show portion of this show. I want to remind you again, uh, don't forget to use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Make sure you give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life. And any family members, anyone you know that uses Amazon, say, look, I know these guys. They do a great show. It's great stuff. It's a wonderful podcast. So please use this link and then make sure you put it in their browser and bookmark it for them. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support the show on an ongoing basis. Uh, and it, I mean, you're you're. Not spending anything extra, especially if you're you're already buying something on Amazon and the show gets a small kickback in return. So we appreciate it. Also, don't forget to become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Lots of Patreon content out there for you. And lastly, I want to thank 
the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett for their show every single Monday that comes out. They support us. Please support them. And our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Please support them. They support us, so support them. Doc, anything else before we get out of here? I just want to say one last thing here, um, and this is kind of snuck up on us, and we haven't really given it a lot of play. But if I'm not mistaken, after today's episode, there is really only one more episode with good old JR. So we're about to uh, transition again in the in the announce booth. Is that correct? We are. So <laughs> we're, next we're next week, uh, next week we'll pour out a nice fat forty for JR as he moves back. I think to uh, WWE and um, or WWF, and uh, we'll introduce our new uh, guy in the booth. Really and it'll not. be the it's going to be the last move in the promotion because we're getting there. A fat forty? Are you serious? A big fat forty? Why not Hennessy? I mean, what's wrong with that? Why would you waste Hennessy? You pour out a forty because it doesn't. Well, it that's doesn't true. Cost them. Come on, dude. I, I was thinking of sipping. I wasn't if, if you got it, out. if you got enough, if you got enough money to pour Hennessy on the ground, we're going to have to rob your ass. You're holding something we want. Come on, yeah. hey, well, how come? How come you're the one that grew up in a deeper hood than me? But I know the hood rules. Come on, dude. Well, I wasn't thinking pour out Hennessy. I was uh, thinking, you know, celebrate with some Hennessy. Oh, that's kind of sad though. I mean, if you think about it, man, we've been through. I guess we'll talk about it when we get there. But I know. mean, if my baby's mama spit out another boy okay, from no. to inherit my shit, then uh, yeah, I'm gonna drink some Henny and have a cigar, a Swisher Sweet, but. It's black and mild, not sweet. And if it's a if it's a girl, I don't know, man. I am one. I am one of girls. I want some more boys so I could, uh, you know, get to that NBA. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, anything else, Doc? I, I think our work is done here. All right. Well, you know the drill. Hit the tagline and take us home.
Before we get out of here, I want to shout out a couple of people, friends of the show. Also want to shout out some Patreon members and thank them for their patronage. Uh, before I do all that, like I said, a couple of friends of the show and podcasts that we hope you support. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis from ROH and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Monday mornings, the shows drop. They talk current and classic wrestling, along with some indie stuff, too. But it's a good show. They're friends of mine. So please support them because they support us. Also, check out our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by buddies of mine, Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, definitely more professional than we are. Thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. We appreciate it. Also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Prue and JV. They do their show. I believe their shows are dropping on Wednesdays these days. I keep forgetting, but uh, they're basically breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check out Mike and JV as they do their thing. Great show. And also Mike and JV do the ECW Extreme Livecast on our Patreon feed at the $5 level. So good guys doing some good work, and I appreciate it, Mike and JV. Thank you for all of your support. And like I said, I want to thank all the Patreon members out there for their support and patronage. We really appreciate it. We do two shows a week that are free. And then in addition to that, we do more because of you guys. And we appreciate that. So thanks for supporting this show. Uh, It's definitely a great thing that you do for us and and supporting us. I mean, I can't say it enough. I'm eternally grateful for all the patrons we have. And as I'm talking about being eternally grateful, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons. Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunyfin, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting them promos, kid. I know you would love when I say that. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, at Ryan and Auburn, that is, on Twitter. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. That list is getting longer and longer. And I appreciate it. Thank you for your patronage. And thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and supporting this show and everything we do. That's all I got. Thank you again, guys. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and week and whenever or month or whenever you're listening to this. Thank you very much. And like Harper always says before we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>